0: Lions of the Southland. Mr. Grant, uh it seems according to ESPN that your local soccer team uh did lose to mine by a score of 3 to 1. Any thoughts?
1: Uh we have a soccer team?
0: You yeah. We've been over this. Chicago Fire plays in Soldier Field. You know, I spend like 3 or 4 years of being friends with you trying to get you to watch the sport and this is how you treat me on air?
1: Hey, I will say Back before Sinclair took the regional sports networks away last year when uh, you guys came up to us, I watched a whole Chicago fire game and you weren't even there. And I feel like that's uh, that's a step in the right direction, you know, and and your scarf is right behind me. Podcasting is a visual medium, so you can definitely see it. But uh, but no, it's uh, it's got the stars. Uh, I did buy an Atlanta United white and gold jersey. You, you've you've made some inroads there. It's just so I don't look like an idiot when I'm at games. But, you know, I, I, I made the investment.
0: I don't think the uh, the jersey helps you look like an idiot anyway. But that's besides the point.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, it's better than me wearing a, a, a Cubs jersey or a Tech jersey to a, a soccer game. But how much better, your mileage may vary. Uh,
0: yeah, the Delta here is uh, limited, as one might say
1: yep ah good old delta um yeah. you know they're, they're they're a thing that exists too
0: let's uh you're, you're let's really bad you're really messing up the segue oh um,
1: i, I you're really
0: that. butchering this one all right
1: all right <laughs> I said anything
0: we talk- are going to talk about the other type of uh of football the imperial the American measuring system of football. Uh Georgia Tech did play a spring game uh on friday april twenty third at six p m except it started at six thirty and no one really told anyone that it was going to start at six thirty and then it ended up going for like an hour and a half, though no one was really sure that it was going to go for an hour and a half. I don't know, it happened. It was weirdly formatted. There were like two teams based on the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks were determined who, like where the points went. It was a whole thing. Did we learn anything? Did you learn anything from from this from watching this?
1: Um, I learned where my uh, season tickets are going to be for next year, but that's about
0: it. Yeah, uh, I don't like to say that this game was a whole nothing burger, but. It was, kind I'm, of. It was at least fruitful for the Georgia Tech Athletic
1: Association because they got like $18 out of me from beer and hot dogs. So, you know, they made some money. That's nice, right?
0: It, yeah, making money off of fans. That is nice. I will I will give you that. But it, it's hard to take away from what is ostensibly and also very much so billed as a scrimmage. It's hard to take away anything. And especially in the format that they did it in, it's even harder to take away anything.
1: You mean you didn't get a bunch out of them doing jumping jacks for like five minutes?
0: <laughs> I also didn't get a bunch uh. out of them not tackling or like having weird rules about what counts as a thud and what doesn't. And it was it was weird. It I have thoughts. Some of them are just a little extreme about the way that this was this was formatted. I
1: could take a left turn here and go into, it blows my mind that there were like 10 times more people there than there will ever be at a softball, tennis, whatever match. But I mean, that's a completely different take. I just don't, if somebody out there in podcast land knows what the true point of the spring game is, I would love to know because it didn't feel, frankly, all that
0: different from the open practice you and I went to what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? I mean it was basically the same thing except there was a more well-defined team scrimmage session which yeah. again well-defined is uh doing <laughs> not exactly accurate but it is it was defined I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean uh I I don't know. It's like it was 3 quarters but then there was like magically 2 minutes left to, like it, I mean we we're, we're trying to apply logic and rules To something that doesn't seem to have a lot of logic or rules, so perhaps it would be best to just say, um, "That's life." (laughs) I don't, I don't know, right? Okay,
0: Frank Sinatra. Let's let's cool with the, you know, let's cool with the lyrics here.
1: My kind of town. I don't know. (laughs) We should do. uh, I was I was very seriously tempted to pitch the idea of doing podcasting in weird places. uh, edition over the summer. I'm just like, I don't know, we go to Piedmont or, or I do it from some place when I'm at home in Chicago or just to, just to say that we podcasted from a weird place, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Point is, you saw the, the TV side of this game. You didn't get a lot out of it. I saw it from the in-person side. I'm not convinced there was much to do, but I, I will say positives. I went in wanting to see one player in particular uh who's been – at the top of my mind since he transferred in, and that was uh, McGowan, uh, no, no, bleh, number eight, uh, number I've two,
0: actually. But okay, Yes.
1: Anyway, it's been a long couple of days, um, but anyway, <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, and I thought it was good to see him out there. Uh, Jeff Sims had some good throws, and I think my surprise was uh, that Peary kid uh, kind of has a cannon
0: on his. He can spin part. it. Mm-hmm. He can really spin it. The the. You know the targeting laser on that arm needs a little work, but uh it's a real missile
1: yeah i mean if if he and yates and sims and i i mean that's that's the bones of a a pretty solid q b room i mean obviously you're very high on yates for sentimental milton reasons uh alma mater baby on him um but uh but no between. Uh this, the surprise of uh, liking what I saw out of Peary. Um it uh, Jeff Sims looked like Jeff Sims. There's there's not a lot to it. Uh Bruce Jordan swilling had a solid uh a solid day. I believe he caught a long pass too and, he, and he's a running back ostensibly. Uh, now he is a running back. <laughs> now it's a, he's kind of been the, the, the big question mark for the last like what four years now. But um positional flexibility. Uh, and the uh, the other thing that I really enjoyed uh, seeing was bringing Passner and Fortner into the game because I can't say that on my bingo card. If you, if you sat me down a year ago, right, as you know, we were starting to believe that sports would happen again in the fall, and you told me that the two uh, teams that would bring me the most consistent amounts of joy uh, in the next season would be men's and women's basketball, and not baseball, and not volleyball golf women's tennis i would have been like are we talking about the same basketball teams anyways it's great to see nell and josh out there even you know they they didn't do a ton it's it's obviously a a guest coach position but
0: i don't know hey pass the warm the hell
1: out of a ball all right he gets props
0: for that and the tecmo bowl play sheet that was fun there were again parts of it were fun and no like like i don't think we learned anything but but parts of it were fun i think that's the way that we brand this
1: and, and and we got to go hang out at the old ball yard for a little bit or you know do some unscheduled uh, unscheduled change of enjoyment you know that's a re- really weird way to put that you but.
0: had to put that as corporate as possible and you're not even in corporate america yet i'm kind of offended that's uh
1: you know, Georgia Tech just teaches me how to create the next. What can I say?
0: God, company man until the end. All right, we're moving on to the track. It was a Georgia Tech Invitational um, either this week or last week because uh, RamblinRack.com did not give me a date on this. Uh, it was <laughs> last the last <laughs> – <laughs> well, we didn't podcast last week, so we get to cover it now. Yep. See, got gotcha you there. It was the last home meet of the outdoor season. Uh what happened? Who was there? Give me, give me the short version here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the same. I feel
1: bad saying it's the same four as usual, but our uh, our usual suspects uh, were were back out. Um, obviously, everyone was competing. Um, but uh, Nicole Feagans, still in the top five in the women's five k. Andrew Kent top thirty in the men's five k. Uh, those two have been tearing it up in the distance events all year. Uh, Bria Matthews, we've talked a little bit a decent amount of length about her and how she's really gutted out um really quite an excellent and lengthy tenure at georgia tech uh,
0: lots of degrees lots, lots of, degrees. of degrees
1: lots of math lots of electrical engineering a very computer engineering all that stuff very uh it, it's it's athletes like that that make you go wow that that's special to be at georgia tech and accomplishing stuff like that and then also uh rounding out our our big four of top 30 event uh qualifier types is olivia moore women's pole vault um i believe on the weekend or no i think her current best is uh, a 4.17 meters which is pretty darn good but um but no the four of them uh as always quite close to the top of the list in their respective events um we've had some freshmen in the uh in the track events or sorry the field events for the ladies looking pretty good as well and then uh yeah, I, I don't know the. I believe the last I checked, because um, the United States Track and Field Cross Country Coaches Association puts out, um, like, uh, kind of like a mouthful
0: a- of a name. That's besides the point. There's but
1: three C's in a row. It's
0: crazy. USTFCCA.
1: No, you forgot a a, a C in there because it's Coaches Association. So there's three C's in a row. Uh, okay, please continue. Anyways, they do something similar to what we do with the cap. Uh, and swimming so it's like uh track and field weighted metric based off top finishes etc as
0: one does yes
1: yeah and i believe the women cracked into the top 40 uh in the last update so good job ladies
0: yeah uh following up on that uh did note that four our usual four suspects here ranked in the top 30 of their respective events. So that's Fegans at number four in the women's 5K in D1. Uh, Bree Matthews at 11 in the women's long jump. Uh, Olivia Moore at 23 in the women's pole vault. And Andrew Kent at 28 in the men's 5K. Uh, I would read those times and distances, but I feel like I am not qualified. And I also don't think that those make sense without context.
1: Yeah, um, context is hard. Uh, They went fast and or far. Uh, We'll see what they have to do. I think they're in Athens next week. Um, So if you're listening to this in Athens, one, uh, we're sorry that you have to live in Athens. And two, go check them out because they'll be up your way.
0: Speaking of other things that were up in North Georgia and far away from Atlanta, uh, women's tennis was at the ACC tournament at Berry College uh, mm-hmm. in Rome, Georgia. They had a nice little run, a nice tidy little run to the title game, or title match, title game, question mark, nomenclature is hard, uh, by beating Virginia Tech and Miami, uh, but uh, ran into a little trouble versus the University of North Carolina. Let's uh let's talk about it. Let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, um so it's uh it's a class it's not like the men's and women's basketball tournament it is a classically uh seeded out tournament. I believe they got the it was the 5 seed I think if they're playing NC State who's the 4 seed in the in the second round. But anyways, um handled Virginia Tech uh basically as expectations um they were very competitive with nc state earlier in the year so uh that being a 4-2 win showed a nice little bit of progress um and uh, yeah as solid as they come uh miami a little close um i know uh you might have some thoughts about that um you you were also watching the scores uh as was i um too close and georgia tech did it, we went up 3 0. They they really tried to make it a blowout. But uh that's uh that's the thing about tennis is just the nature of once you're past one-o either way, those next four or five-ish points kinda all happen at
0: once. Is that a fair way to put that, you think? I mean, yeah, that's kind of how time and sets work. But but yes. Yeah, but so you
1: the the in between of that second third point for tech immediately followed by three miami wins is uh is a lot of whiplash uh but uh two games in a row or two matches in a row uh, Mahak Jain down on I think it was court 6 maybe it was court 5 um clinching the match uh to send them to face UNC UNC is the best team in the country uh they played the number 31 player in the country uh on court 6 which is Not great. an astounding
0: level of depth.
1: <laughs> Not but, great. Uh, we
0: points, so that's something, right? I mean, we won We won a point, a single match. And honestly, at a certain level, I feel like that is a spiritual win. We applied scoreboard pressure. It was a quality loss.
1: Um, I mean, in the SEC, that gets you into the uh, playoffs. So, you know. If, if there was the standard that applied to everyone, we could uh, actually actually make it. But no, they should be playing uh, in the uh, tournament. I think that's in two weeks uh, is when the team tournament starts. We don't know the draw for that yet, but they're a top 20 team for sure. And that was before they went three and one this week against some pretty solid opponents. So, yeah, no, no real shame in losing to UNC. Um, it would have been nice to pick them off and get the crown. but. Uh, you know, maybe they're saving that win for the tournament, right?
0: Oh, yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Let's switch gears to the men who are also at the ACC tournament. Uh, I do not have the location of this one handy, but it was in Georgia, if I remember correctly. Uh, they advanced to the quarterfinals versus UVA by also beating Miami. Uh, but they play, They did fall to UVA in that match for three u v a went on to the championship match uh don't exactly remember what happened in that that was earlier today. What can we take away from this um, men's performance?
1: They very well could have knocked off a top ten u v a team um It was three to three uh Andres Martin led on court two, which was the last court in play um five to three, so basically. You just need to hold serve once and you win. Uh, but that went to a uh, third set tie break um, and he lost, which is which is tough. Uh, but again, this is a really young team. A lot of these players have never really been in a position like this before, uh, I think is fair to say. And a, a win over UVA would have absolutely played them off the bubble. And into the tournament, in my opinion, I believe they're 13 and nine, um, making that a, say, 14 and nine. But that extra win being UVA and then, you know, losing to the next team on the schedule would have been quite a bit uh, of uh, a nice bump. But they do, um, it is worth noting, um, they do currently sit 31st in the country. Um, You have to assume that uh, some of the 32 conference automatic qualifiers will be in front of them, namely the ACC champion. Um, Wake UNC UVA, one of those three one. Um, the Wake UNC match actually—that was some weird stuff yesterday. Are we going to uh,
0: switch gears to that for a half second? Because I remember reading through the recap of that, and that is a uh... oh boy.
1: Do Do you want to do like quick one two three on that? Because that probably should have been a Demon Deacons
0: win. But uh all right, so this is from Deacon Sports on Twitter, who put together this small little recap. So. In this match, Wake one lost doubles on a eight-six tiebreaker, had its second best player and most experienced player disqualified for a quote illegal bathroom break between sets. Three lost on court one in a third set tiebreaker eight six. And four lost on four on court four in a third set tiebreaker ten eight. You win that three is, of
1: those, and the and the match goes the other way. In fact, that's probably all four of uh, UNC's points right there, too, isn't
0: it? Yeah. So that's the doubles. That's well, I guess the the second point, the uh, disqualification doesn't count and towards the score. But that's a doubles point and two singles points. That's three points at least. So, woof. And what then. Do you, uh... What a way to lose, you know. <laughs> It's certainly a way to lose uh prefer not a preferred method of taking a loss i will say
1: yeah not uh <laughs> we don't endorse that here at uh Scions of the southland podcast so if in case you guys were in case you guys were wondering um not our speed but um yeah no um it, it kind of uh, to recap on the whole um great weekend uh for the women Pretty good weekend for the men. Um probably would have called it great as well if they would have gotten that fourth point against UVA. But uh you, you know, getting <laughs> sorry, I'm coughing. I uh I don't know where that came from. Um but no, the the women are firmly in the driver's seat for a bid to the uh to the old NCAA tournament. The men are on the bubble, hopefully not a lot of bid stealing, but uh should be should be looking up for them too. So we kind of wait and see on those in terms of when they might play
0: next. Cool. Uh, Speaking of another program on the NCAA tournament bubble, men's golf had a very interesting winding weekend at the ACC championships. Uh, They ended up finishing fifth, which is not great. Uh, It's not necessarily the usual standard that we set for this program but and, and obviously it's been a weird year but that the reason it's not great is because the top four spots go to match play they missed yeah. out on the top on the fourth place by a single stroke let's well, talk you, there's there's at least a little bit i think of
1: necessary asterisking here the fact that they were only down a stroke at the end of this uh in fifth is quite remarkable considering they started this uh today seven strokes down so they it it, it wasn't for lack of uh oomph for effort but it it is unfortunate they they did wind up uh moving into a tie with uh FSU and Wake for a little bit but those two teams uh were the ones that went on to the playoff for the fourth spot in uh in match play and uh <clears throat> you're right It's not the usual standard, especially like this team is the three-time back-to-back-to-back current whatever ACC uh, title winner. But you got to put this in perspective. How much did they lose compared to last year's team, which tragically did not get to compete for an NCAA and ACC title because they certainly would have been in the mix. Off that team, let alone 2019-18-17, you lose not one, but the last Two in a row amateur players of the year for the whole freaking country in Andy Ogletree and Tyler That mm-hmm. That is, that like, yes, it's a shame to, to lose the Snydergens as well. And that, that whole starting five was, was a great roster. Um, but the fact that they're even, they're a top 30 team, they're on the bubble uh, with largely old role players and, and incoming new freshman types carrying the brunt of that load they're the the 30th ranked team in the country right now and that's a nice step up from where they started this uh spring slate as well so Mm -hmm. they they're they're very similar to the men's team uh the men's uh tennis team sorry in that you know top 30 bubble team uh could they do it could they not um i don't think it, it it stinks to come down from the high of this team has the expectation to win a title to where they're at now, but you know that they they could have fallen farther, right? We we've seen our sports do that coming off a off a great year. Um,
0: yeah, uh, cool. don't totally look up the year that I started at Tech and don't, that football
1: season. I was gonna say, don't don't call it a rebuild. They they reloaded pretty well for a team that uh, again, when in seven, ten, whatever years, we're, we'll talk more about the Hall of Fame in a little bit. But I guarantee you both Scruffachi and Ogletree will be in the Georgia Tech Sports Hall of Fame. And you cannot lose two Hall of Famers and apply the same logical standard to it, right?
0: I mean, see, you say that you can't, but remember lizard brain here. (laughs) Lizard brain says you must. We are going to switch gears over to volleyball, which I guess we're... A couple weeks overdue on this. It's, they played on the fourteenth. They played on the fourteenth and the fifteenth. So, yeah. ten days.
1: Yeah. I mean, we didn't podcast last week. We were. I mean, I was. I was drowning. But
0: um. But we're back. Let's, we can. We can talk about it. Let's talk. Let's talk. They beat Lipscomb in a very tight. What was that? A four-set victory. Yeah. Uh, Three-one. Then they got swept by Minnesota, but it was a lot closer than I think the final score in those games. In those. So that's indicated. It was for a team that was basically confirmed as the last team in the tournament. It was a honestly very good performance. I I I think it's disappointing that they didn't push Minnesota a little bit more and take one of those sets, especially as you know they were just making a couple of errors here and there uh, on serves and it, it was just a very strange match now that i'm thinking about it in my head again um in certain spots but they were they were pushing minnesota pretty good for most of that uh most of that match they just couldn't get one set in uh and i think that bit is disappointing but the overall performance is pretty is pretty good
1: yeah i would agree um the um the general kind of uh vibe i had was kind of like being at peace with it um I I'm definitely glad we we made it there. That team deserved to be to be in it the year before and they had the they had they had the the record for it even if they never really got the wins. Um but um I don't know. Like it, it's tough because I don't want to be like, yeah, it's it's okay like they what whatever. But, you know, it was a good team. They proved that they were a, definitely a deserving top 50, etc. Uh, team in the country, and uh, we got two more matches out of him. Uh, Again, with the Minnesota, like, we, we, I think that was the most interesting part of this year, and and it's something I've noticed uh, covering volleyball now for four years, is that, yes, Pitt is a thing that exists, but, like, I can't remember the last time we played a team with the pedigree of Minnesota.
0: um, I mean, the Big Ten, when it comes to volleyball, like... Yeah, the Big but, Ten uh, is the country's premier volleyball conference. Like, let's let's more you can say that oh, with reasonable certainty.
1: Between Nebraska, Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, yeah. Penn State, all, all those programs are wonderful. But you know, like it, I, I think it really made me have a little bit of perspective for the Minnesota of just. I think more so in, in, in volleyball than than a lot of sports. Like, if you look at what tennis does, right. The women's tennis is going out in a normal year, playing Texas Tech and Northwestern and Pepperdine and 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 you know just randomly doing stuff like that. And I, I don't know. I guess I feel like volleyball, outside of you know the the Georgia and whatever SEC team uh, come for that that tournament every year, and then maybe one or two teams in, in other away tournaments. I feel like we just don't see a lot of the rest of the country's
0: teams I, I, i'm
1: not going down a rabbit hole too
0: far no, here, is no, just being... I, I think i see what you're saying and i think we've commented on this before in terms of non non-conference scheduling right because we already always start that start the season with alabama a&m or another smaller school that's relatively local that's uh like a two within a two-hour drive away and that saves on costs for everyone involved but it's not necessarily the highest level of competition and and would it be cool to have like but on the other hand would it be cool to have kentucky or like a i don't know like a florida or a like one of the bigger name volleyball schools that come into come into our place or us go there and put those on the on the old resume even if we lose it would be cool but at the same time i think there's a value in saying let's schedule effectively right because the easiest path to getting in the tournament for an ACC team is to get the auto bid, and the conference itself, as we've kind of proven over the last couple of years, that top spot of Pitt's a little shaky. Yep. Pitt is a great team, and I, they made the they made like the national quarterfinals or whatever this year. I'm not, I'm not gonna you know de- denigrate that, but at the same time, it's still shaky. You can beat Pitt. Pitt is not. <laughs> If Pitt is not the unbeatable juggernaut, it's not a super weapon here, Um, and it it hasn't been for a couple of years. So if you schedule effectively non-conference, you don't limit and and you say, we're going to win our games, win the easy stuff out of conference and pad the pad, the wins, and then play hardball in conference and make it make it so that we cruise into the tournament that way. I think you're fine. I think that's okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I I'd want them to keep the, the 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 UGA of the world, you know, on the schedule, and I do like the local flair, but I don't I don't know. It just it 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 feels a little bit different, and I'm glad we got to see Minnesota. I would like a, just a little bit more, though. Right? Is that a fair thing to ask her? Or, or maybe it's because we're not getting invited, and and an appearance like this will help us get invited to a bigger tournament.
0: Yeah. Potentially, I I think it's also in the southeast. It, I mean one one this year it's COVID restrictions, right? It, oh, yeah, the, sure. yeah, but next year you say next year or the year after that, uh, working some of those in might be potentially like you're starting to you know grow as a program. You're but at the same time it's also you need to be invited, right? Like you said, yep. maybe some of these other programs are saying. I don't wanna I don't wanna invite Georgia Tech because that lowers my strike of schedule. Because yeah. the because the ACC is not necessarily a volleyball conference, number one. And also the Southeast in general is not the Southeast, like this the where we are in relation to other parts of the country are not premier volleyball hotbeds. Yeah. I, so it's a it's a give and take kind of deal. I think you're your guess, your projection that getting in some of these games and pushing a team like Minnesota, like we did, gets us in the conversation in some of these scheduling rooms. I, I think that that has some merit, and maybe that bears some fruit in the next couple of years. But it's still a give and take process. I think.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: Okay. Uh, I think uh, last note on volleyball via uh, uh Mariana Brambia and. Uh, I think it's Brambilla, Brambilla. I've probably been saying that wrong for three years now. Uh, and Julia Bergman have been named uh, AVCA All-Americans, uh, Mariana Brambilla on the third team, and Julia Bergman as an honorable mention. Well, let's move on to the ball and bat sports, which have had very consistently mixed results probably since the season started, I would say. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. Um yeah, where I, do I'm we want to start? Because I think softball
1: guys they come, so
0: <laughs> where do we want to start? A little. Because uh, I think we should start in uh, Troy, Alabama. Let's start in Troy, Alabama. Softball traveled to Troy, Alabama. They split a doubleheader or yeah, they split a doubleheader versus Troy. Then they came home and split a doubleheader uh, versus Kennesaw State. This all followed a weekend in which they got swept, including a piece de resistance no hitter in the final game uh, by Virginia Tech. There are only four games left on the softball slate by my count. They are 15 and 25. I think both of us can safely say this is not the season that we expected.
1: Um, before we dive a little bit more into this, uh, we went one for three against uh, Virginia tech. They won the first game of the series and then lost the next three, but um, Close I'm enough. very reticent uh, for the, uh, for the reasons stated and unstated to, to dive too deep into me being a crotchety bum about, uh, about no, the, you crotchety know, the, the bum state of for
0: the other is for the other bat and ball sport.
1: <laughs> True. Um, but I just, like, it. we've always needed more pitching, uh, and we've kind of hit our way out of it for a long time, and for whatever reason, it just doesn't seem like we can just hit our way out of losses like even a a 500-ish Georgia Tech team would do uh, the past two or three years. So, I I mean, the, the problem there is, is is slightly recruiting, but you're you're now suddenly forced to reckon with the fact that, and, and this is somewhat true in volleyball, but it's more true in softball. The fact that the ACC is rapidly becoming a real softball conference. Yep. I mean, and you're it's passing up,
0: the, and you're and you're seeing the like you're seeing Duke and Clemson put together not just serviceable softball programs, not just competitive softball programs, but good. Softball programs in two, three years yeah. of existence. And though they're already ranked, you're seeing Florida State still settle at the top of the conference. You're seeing Virginia Tech ranked. You have a lot of nearby competition that you are supposed to be using as benchmark that, like you said, has, has kind of passed you by this season.
1: Yeah. And and you know, you you're always gonna have to deal with Florida State. Virginia Tech, very legitimate, Duke clemson very legitimate louisville solid program you know like it's it's there was a time when georgia tech and florida state dominated this conference and that's just not true anymore and you have to recruit your way out of it you have to coach your way out of it and you have to win the games in the margins and i don't think there have been a lot of games that we can say this year that you know we we stole wins or dominated it's been a it's been a very uh Feast of Famine Year. Hot and cold.
0: It. Hot and cold, like Katy Perry said.
1: Keep in mind, this team was 5-0 and and receiving votes in the major polls after one week. Yeah,
0: that was a fun weekend.
1: It, it, honestly, it was. We looked really good. <laughs> and, yeah. and so that's what we can do if, if things break the right way. It can go in full a-
0: Bash Brothers. It can go full Bash Brothers. It just... It it's the pitching has been consistently. I think the pitching has been consistently letting the hitting down, and but there is also the problem of when you get into situations like a VT pitcher throwing a no hitter in the last game of the weekend when you had a good chance to split the series based on the performances. I know that I said they got swept, but like they could have split that series. Yeah, it's not. It's the possibility of that isn't not isn't zero. It could have happened. It just they got no hit in the final game instead. So it it sucks. Like I think it sucks for both of us because we really do like the softball program. To and to sort of criticize it and and uh, you know point out its flaws does hurt us at a certain level. But it's the same problems we've been talking about all season. And it's the same problems that we talked about heading into the season. And it doesn't, like, I, I haven't checked the recruiting classes. I don't know if it's going to get better. It's just these are issues that need to be ironed out. Whether you chalk them up to COVID this year or not, they are they need to be ironed out.
1: Yeah. It it brings me no joy to find no joy in this, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of no joy, the other bat and ball sport, uh, They, baseball, uh, beat the return leg versus Georgia State. So that was nice to see. uh, Or beat Georgia State on the return leg. English was hard. Uh, And then they went one and two versus Florida State this weekend. Um, Florida State is a top 25 team and had basically the same record as we do. Um, It was a challenging first game, I would say. The second game was a little closer. You did have the weather weather delay. That one ended – you had the weather delay, and then that one had to be restarted this morning. We're recording this on Sunday. Um, And that one ended up being a barn burner, uh, ended 13-10. And then they won the third game. Uh, That was right after that. So ended on a – ended on a decent streak, I guess you could say, uh, with the run generation. but. I don't know. This team has just given me very in the woods vibes this year. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I think that's fair. Um the I I
1: I keep trying to like logic my way out of or, or logic my way into why they're, you know, not having the season that I think most people expected. And I don't really have any good answers at this point. Like the pitching's inconsistent. The batting's inconsistent. It's, they're, I don't know. It's not a very consistent team on either side of the ball and and let alone in the field. Um, So there's really not a lot more that you can expect to get
0: in, I think, that kind of scenario. And it's not like they didn't get the pro- – I mean, we talked about this last time. It's not like they didn't get the practice in because of construction or whatever. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they had full practice time. They knew the COVID protocols. COVID protocols haven't made us miss a game this baseball season, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they've done a that. Yeah, they, in, on either side. Like, I, I mean, I, I think the ACC and other places in the ACC have had a couple of issues. But baseball-wise, it's been pretty clean for us. Uh, both in and out outside of the program in terms of our opponents, but there are 14 games left on the schedule. Um, I I only counted. I didn't look at the actual uh, actual opponents. They are what the last time we checked RPI they were like 70th and probably pretty outside the outside the tournament field. If it's still at 64 this year, yep, they got some work to do. And this was probably the weekend to start doing that work. And it just didn't happen.
1: Yeah, they um they've clawed their way back. I think they're like 44 right now, but promising, but still work the flashes of a bullpen that's a little bit better too, I think, of late. But it's there's just not a lot you can do when there's not a lot that you've done.
0: If that 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 sounds like a weird logic. Sounds like a cliche, but I think I think I get what you're saying. It's like the, the the proof is in the pudding, and there's not much pudding to have proof in
1: <laughs> yeah that, that that's a fair way to put it i i would agree with that statement
0: there's there's no empirical data to support a conclusion yet and it, it, it is unclear whether they will generate said empirical data yep i agree but god i yeah. had to put it as engineering way as possible to get through to you some someday
1: i'll be free of this
0: <laughs> someday uh last note on baseball Danny Hall won his 1300th game all time. I think that was in his career, not necessarily at Georgia Tech. So congrats to him uh, on the post game Zoom call. All the players harassed him, uh, or jumped in his call and harassed him, which was pretty funny. Got to say that is a uh, the social media hijinks are sometimes a highlight of this team, uh, including the uh, bullpen, uh, the bullpen song, or when the opposing team goes to the bullpen. It's pretty nice.
1: I think that this team, when they fire on all cylinders, has the wonderful benefit of being... When they're good, you get to see them be good for 60 games. You know, like, it is... And I think that's what makes it... Like, this team is above 500. They're not bad. They're not a bad team. They're incredibly talented. It's just one of those, like, man, we know what the problems are. And we keep having to see the same ones crop up.
0: But Yeah. It's like the 2010 Philly Eagles dream team. Uh where we like everyone said that they were going to be really good and then they were kind of frustrating and disappointing. You know the exact team I'm talking about, the Vince Young team. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Vince Young, you know, the, the GOAT. Truly the GOAT. Ah, yes.
0: Truly. Horns down, indeed. Um, it's just this is not a season that we expected. It could have gone a lot better. It still has the opportunity to go a lot better. Still 14 games left before you get to the ACC tournament and before you get to the NCAA tournament, but work to do yeah work to do um okay let's finish up by talking about the georgia tech hall of fame uh, all these names are via RamlinRec.com. uh so we allowed i think eight allowed elected elected is probably the right word elected eight athletes former athletes uh to the georgia tech hall of fame class of 2021 uh national tennis player of the year Irina falcone a softball all-american jen yi three-time triple jump all-american Alfonso Jordan, football kicker Travis Bell, uh baseball shortstop Derek Dietrich, uh basketball forward James Forrest, I think. Oh, and then uh two-time All ACC defensive tackle Vance Walker and longtime women's basketball head coach Agnes Baranato. Um a lot of these names, as I'm not a historian, I don't necessarily recognize. I do recognize Agnes Baranato. I do believe she's coaching at Kennesaw State, I think, uh, to this day. So that's great for her. Great to get that recognition. Derek Dietrich is with the Yankees, question mark, uh, which is a very unfun place for him to be. But again, congrats on the, old, um, on the whole Georgia Tech All-Fame bit. Get the, uh, get the bags, sir.
1: It's secure the, the
0: bag and beardless while you're at it. Apparently, yep. uh, and Jen Yi, uh, Canadian national team star in softball uh, and all-around very good softball player. Okay,
1: you want to know the my take on this? I have one active take. I cannot believe that Falcone and Yi weren't in the Hall of Fame already.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't understand how this works, right? Because they, I guess. They graduated in ten or eleven, maybe. Yeah, and so it's a ten-year cycle, and uh, when you can be uh, named to the Hall of Fame, or at least it's like your entry year plus four years—that's like the assumed degree path—and then that end that assumed end year plus ten years, if that makes sense. Because they get let Megatron in two years ago, and there's no way he was ten years after he didn't even graduate. Yeah, I don't think he's got his degree yet, does he? Does not have his degree yet. Also, his degree program no longer exists. Rip. Um, building construction, bachelors of science, no longer exists as a program. I thought I heard some rumors that they were talking about bringing it back, but I got no clue. Um, and if they brought it back, it would only be for one student, and then it would disappear back into the ether. <laughs>
1: Imagine being like the one random 18-year-old freshman that signs up for building construction thinking it'd be interesting and it's just a ploy for Calvin Johnson to graduate. So it's just you and Calvin in every class. That would be a great sitcom. I think.
0: Now Um, I need this in my life. Uh, It would be a very good pairing on Apple TV with Ted Lasso.
1: The uh, uh, little Joey, the scared little freshman from John's Creek having to hoof it in the big city with his best pal and partner in every lab class, Calvin Johnson.
0: So it has like big buddy cop comedy vibes.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're they're throwing passes to each other on the uh the Rose Stamps field, you know.
0: But Joey can't but but Joey's not an athlete, so it just hits him in the face every time Scott Sterling style.
1: And then they they just like stand up and sigh and laugh like like it's the cut scene of a bad movie,
0: you know the one. Yes. Yes. It's it's Lethal Weapon but with sports and students. Yeah. So We could could do this. This is totally relevant to the episode. I'm keeping it in.
1: If anybody has Megatron's number, please tell him we have a great business uh, venture for him to get involved in.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm sure he would love to invest in our hypothetical TV show.
1: Well, they took away his pretzel shop at the student center, so he's got to have something to do.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Uh, Finishing up, (laughs) because we're still talking about the Hall of Fame and not about any of the all the people that were actually named to the Hall of Fame uh this cycle. Congrats all of them. Yeah. And with that we can uh
1: let them go on their merry way, I guess.
0: Yeah, it's time to the moose. It's uh it's ten forty five PM on the East Coast. I think uh both of us have other things to do before uh before midnight strikes. Yeah, we do. Indeed. Listeners, we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Oh.